What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Aqua and Orange Insights. I am Johnny Cruz. I am here, of course, with my boy Alex. Byron is, is chiming in as well uh, for this episode. We are recapping the disastrous, uh, pathetic loss to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, from Saturday night. Um, <clears throat> Mike McDaniel, whose fault was it? Is Tua hit his ceiling yet? Do they need to make big changes in the offseason? You know, Twitter has gone crazy over the last 48 hours or whatever. So it's going to be interesting to to see what the guys have to say. We're going to we're going to give you <clears throat> our top 3 things that we think the the Dolphins need to address this offseason. So if you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe, smash the like, uh make sure you turn on the notifications so you know whenever we are coming live. Gentlemen, um 20 26 to 7 um felt like it, there was an opportunity there for for the Dolphins to possibly do something, but it never came into fruition. A lot of the stuff, um, <clears throat> a lot of the stuff that we talked about before the game, um, that we hope to see, we didn't exactly see um, as much as we we were hoping for. Um, it didn't appear to be. I mean, I know it was freaking cold, so I'm not one to say it didn't look that cold. It didn't look as bad as you know people were making it out to be. Oh, um, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was cold. You know what I'm saying, but you know Kansas City managed to to, to run their offense fairly effectively while we uh, had our issues in the second half. I've got some stats here for the second half, but before I get into all of that stuff, um, Alex, your initial thoughts on um, on that wild card game? Hey, not playing in Miami made a difference. Okay, um, <clears throat> I'll be the first to tell you, um, I'm. You know, I, 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 like I tweeted out earlier today, I went out there to throw the football with my son today, okay? And over here in Wiley, Texas, it was 12 degrees, and it felt, it felt, it felt like one degree or whatever, right? So it was pretty cold. Um, dude, the minute you take your hands out of your hand warmers or your sleeve or whatever protection the quarterbacks have, like the second you take your hands out of there, they're, they're, they're cold. Um, so it, it's tough, man. I mean, the grip itself wasn't, wasn't bad. You know, I don't think grip would have been an issue. You know, they're constantly wiping that football down, but the elements played a factor, man. You could, you could tell the elements played a factor. Um, you know, it hurts a little more, uh, to tackle. <laughs> it looks like some of the guys were scared to tackle, uh, Mahomes, especially on that third down conversion. Um, yeah. It was it was ugly, man. There was it, it was our offense was inefficient. Um, you know, it was it was one of those it was one of those games where, like I, I like I I felt like we didn't have a chance coming in, uh, and I would have felt a lot differently <clears throat> had we been playing at home and had we taken care of business. But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, man. We went in there uh, still you know, still alive with a chance to, to knock off the Super Bowl champs and, and, our, and our defense man as battered and bruised as they were, uh, gave us a chance. They, uh, in the red zone, they, they, they held them when they needed to hold them outside of that opening drive, you know, it was just a bunch of Butker field goals, man. Uh, and then that last, you know, that last one that hurt, uh, when, when Pacheco got in, but, we had a shot. We had a shot. Uh, the, the defense gave us the ball back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Down six twice. Right. And we, and we couldn't, and we couldn't get it done. Um, so, you know, that's, that's on execution. That's on, you know, you can, you got to put it on Tua. Tua's, Tua's a quarterback. Tua's a floor general out there. Uh, there's a couple throws that I, that I think 
uh, he may have forced. There was a couple there where had he been patient um, or had he, you know, just been a little bit more comfortable in the pocket, you know, he may have been able to make that, 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 that second read. Um, but at the end of the day, man, it's, it's, it's what, it's what the offense has been doing or what they did the last three, four weeks of the season. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. Before we get to, to Byron's thoughts, just some comment here. What's going on, Nick? That's our boy, Nick, of course, to the Bakken show and of the LTS show, which will be on tonight at nine o'clock. Our LTS show, myself, Nick, um, Sam will be there. Tanner should be there. Uh, Scott, get better, buddy. He's not feeling too well. Scott Cope, our Hall of Famer, he won't be there tonight. But check out the LTS show tonight at 9. But, yeah, Bakken, you see, it was programmed in his head last night. I wasn't joking when I said that I mentioned it like eight you know, eight or nine times. Um, pay my quarterback to it, Teddy says. Uh, Bakken is just saying pay to it. He's also, of course, he's, he's a smart ass. Pay to it and you will be stuck for the next few years. A lot of people are saying that it was cold beers were frozen right from opening. Missouri boys just built different. Um, yeah, my 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 New York blood has turned into Florida blood, so I'm not feeling that cold no more. So I'm, I'm good. I'm good in, in, in the in the sunshine state. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you touched on a few different things there, uh, Byron. Before you get in, um, a question, and I also want your thoughts too. Um, Alex mentioned um, to us, you know inability or not being efficient at executing some of the plays there uh question that i put on uh, the the Bakken show last night on our recap show um is it you know a lot of criticism of mike mcdaniel's play calling is it because he can't call stuff certain things because to his inability to to be able to pull those plays off or is it just the play calling was just that bad i think the the game plan McDaniels brought into Kansas City was utter trash. I don't think the game plan suited the game. Um, Kansas City adjusted real quick uh, to these outside runs, and we just couldn't put it together on the inside runs. Um, as far as the play calling, I blame McDaniels simply because going back and watching the film, I looked at the options Tua had. I looked at Tua's first read, looked at Tua's second read, and what I saw is a lot of stacked stacked options. I don't know if that makes any sense. Stacked yeah. options as in there's options one right on top of the other. As a quarterback, okay. it's real difficult to have to throw over defenders and into, into zones. It can be done. But you have there's to. There's very little margin for error. Correct, because you have to get it over the front side linebacker's hands and in front of the safety in the back. You can't design plays where if Tyreek's not open, you're forcing Tua to have to make these throws under pressure, under duress. So to me, and in those it conditions, falls, it falls on well the conditions. Mahomes ran his his offense pretty efficiently, and he was playing in the same conditions Tua mm -hmm. was. Yeah, but he's used to playing in those conditions, bro. You have one day of practice. Yeah, one day of practice to go from playing in 68-degree weather to fucking negative 14 or whatever the hell it was in KC. One McDaniels. day of practice. If that's the case, you get there, you get there Tuesday, and you yeah. have those boys practice out there. Yeah, yeah one there. day of practice. Or, or you know what I'm saying? Because you play the Sunday point. night game, and you turn around, and you got to play the Saturday night game. So, And you right. got to factor in travel in there. And there was probably some issues getting into KC, I would imagine. But 
I mean, I, I hear you on that. Um, to touch a little bit on what Byron said there, as far as the play calling, I mean, you know, it's cold. You know, it's 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 bad conditions. I mean, we we ran the ball mm -hmm. seventeen times for seventy six yards, and three of those times was Tua for twenty five yards. So you know, what I'm saying we we ran the ball fourteen times for sixty something yards or whatever. So <clears throat> while I understand what you're saying as far as the the conditions and stuff like that, I, I gotta agree with Byron there as far as like, you know, I know once they once they realized that we were just trying to do outside zone, like you have to have a counter measure as far as you know your mm -hmm. options of how you want to run the ball, but at least commit to the run. Um I can remember a specific drive early in the game again. The defense for all – I mean, we had every outside linebacker we signed off off the street this week to play. Like you mentioned, Alex, they gave us opportunities in the red zone. They held Kansas City to field goals. So we had opportunities to to, to put a drive together or two, and we were right mm -hmm. in the game. Um, and it, yeah. I can remember one specifically where we, you know, we wound up – we were running the ball, you know, six, seven, eight yards. Uh, it was uh, like a third and two or some shit. Yeah, it was third and two. And he threw the ball – yeah, two passes on third and two and fourth yeah. and fourth and two. And it's like <laughs> I, I I get it to where, you know, what well, if that play hits, it's probably going to break for something really good. If if everybody everything's perfect, all the guys block who they're supposed to block, Tua makes a good throw to HN. Because if he hits him in the hands, it's a different story. But it was a little bit low. He wound up not catching it. And then they yeah. won the, the fourth down. They tried to squeeze it into Tyreek. So that's yeah. where, like, is it his stubbornness that he just – no, I'd rather throw the ball. Is it a lack of faith in his offensive line to be able to make that push to get I, those I, couple I, yards? Like, I think that, that's where it's like, I mean, is it a little bit of everything? Or is it just yeah. – it might yeah, be Daniel just being stubborn and not wanting to run the ball. In those opportunities, hey, I think I think it's a little bit of everything, man. You know, Byron made a very good point because Kurt Warner had a video breakdown, and if you get a chance to mm -hmm. to follow Kurt Warner on on X, he's got a couple video breakdowns uh, on January fourteenth, talking about some of those routes that Byron was talking about, where there's very little margin for error. Tua is going to have to make a very precision uh, pinpoint throw in in order for those plays to be successful, and sometimes that falls on you know, hey, are, are the routes are the routes being executed and run and run properly, right? Are the, uh, because you got to run your route and you got to take your defender out uh, out of it in order for another in, in order for Tua to have an opportunity to get the completion. Um, you know, if you look at some of those breakdowns, those those will be very helpful. So um, uh, I, I think I think that's a that's a good starting point. Um, but also his is let's remember that Tua probably in the back of his head has been thinking all season, man, I got to stay healthy. I got to stay healthy. I don't, I, I, I don't feel like he's been super comfortable in the pocket. Um, you know, that might have to do with the 14 or 15 different offensive line combinations that the Dolphins use throughout the season. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, I think he progressed, man. I think he progressed. I think Mike McDaniel made a good point today in the press conference with Chris Greer. He says, Hey, as long as I see progression uh, exponentially in the, on the curve, then, right. then, then that's, and that's what we want. Right. Um, is he worth, you know, the 40, 50 mil uh, uh, a year contract extension? I don't I, I don't think so. But I, I think what they do is they they give him like a pseudo extension um, and, and uh, yeah, play on his fifth year option. Right. Make him run the contract. Um, there's a there's a lot of things that they're going to have to do, man. They're 40 mil over the cap. Uh, they're going to have to do a lot of cap gymnastics. And there's a lot of guys that are that, that we need to prioritize. Um so, but, but I don't, it's, it's, it's frustrating, man, because I think what happens is 
teams catch up to uh, to 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 the play calling, right? Uh, defensive coordinators like Steve Spagnolo, um, and 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 those and those guys that 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 know what they're doing, man. Uh, not that the other guys don't, but these are elite teams. They make adjustments. They make in-game adjustments. And then, and then Tua, I think, struggles getting past that initial read. And then whenever he has to do anything off script, right? I just saw Josh Allen do it on a third and nine and a big play, uh, which, by the way, the Steelers are giving, are giving the Bills all they can handle right now. Okay? Yeah, it's a seven-point uh, game. Uh, uh, Josh Allen, dude, on a must-have third down, he's he's avoiding pressure, running to the sideline, and then at the last minute, throwing across his body to Stephon Diggs for a first down completion. That's something that Tua cannot do. He hasn't right. been he's, able he's to never, do. He's never going to be that guy. He's never going to be that guy. I have a question. I have a question. Uh, a devil's advocate question. You mentioned progression. What if I tell you that I've seen regression? Mm. Has McDaniel's offense where? He's getting the ball out at two point whatever fastest in the league. Right. Has it stunted his growth as a passer and his ability to read defenses? He's no longer dropping back five, seven steps. He's no longer taking its first read, second read if there is one, and out or panic. Well, is that is that a is that because of is that because of the lack of faith in the offensive line? So you're right. calling these types of plays. Designing I mean, these kinds right. of plays for him I to think get the so. ball out. I think that has a lot to do with it. Sure. I mean, yeah. you know, there's 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 some film on Tua with her, where he looks like he's very mobile, right? right. Uh, as right. you can see, he actually he bulked up in the offseason, right? He had a priority this offseason. This uh, this last offseason, he had a priority. Hey, I'm gonna play all 17 fucking games, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. that's the biggest question. I'm gonna yeah. play all 17 games, okay? I'm gonna do jujitsu and shit. I'm gonna learn how to fall. So if right. I fall and bang my head on the turf, I'm not missing right. four and five. Fucking games, so that was his priority. He bulked up a little bit, got tremendo arm sleeve, coño. and then my arm, my my the question about his arm strength. Yeah, he made some big throws. He made some big it's arm throws. Enough. He also, huh? it's, yes, it's definitely good it's enough good to win enough. in this league. It's, it, good right. it's, it's it's good enough. So now. I guess there's different priorities this off season. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I, I work on my on my pocket presence a little bit. Maybe I get a little bit more comfortable where 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 guy where I know where guys are going to block at the launch point, right? And I know and I know where where I need to go in that pocket and what I need to move and and my awareness, right? But that comes with having continuity, right? How many yes. different offensive line uh, freaking combinations did we use this year? The most in the league. Right. I, I still think we did we did well enough. You know, uh, the defense certainly did well enough in some of those games later in the year to win. Uh, so now it's on the offense to make those adjustments, make those calls, what guys are going to work, what guys aren't going to work, and what we need to do. Certainly we need to prioritize Connor Williams, I think. Right? I think that's a huge priority. Maybe, uh, maybe you know, because he was the number one <laughs> rated center before he went down with an injury. Right. The right. number one rated center. Right. Yeah, so, well, I, I mean, know, man, there's we, a lot we, of questions. Still, you're saying that there is a lot of questions, and uh, we, we're actually we, we talked before the show. You know, say so we're actually going to have our our top three uh, things that we think the Dolphins need to address this off season. Um, and there's a there's a top ten list. I mean, there's ten. There's a lot of things they need to do, including like you mentioned, uh, dealing with contracts and stuff like that. But we each have our top three things that we need to think the Dolphins need to address. Um, this off season, I don't know if you want to get into it now, but I got a question for Byron before we do actually get into that. Um, it, it seems like, you know, if we're going to give a pie chart, like they do as far as blame for this specific wild card game, um, 
Who who's getting the, the the bigger slice of that pie, Byron? Is it Tua or is it Mike McDaniel? To me, this game is McDaniel's. It's just there. He gave himself no shot in terms of game plan versatility. It was outside runs or Tyreek Hill. With five minutes left, the game was out of hand. Tyreek went to a sideline, and it's like the offense opened up. Uh, Cedric Wilson caught a few passes. River Craycraft caught a few passes. Jalen Waddle caught a few passes. And I'm like, holy smokes, we have other receivers. Who knew? <laughs> so to me, it's McDaniels. You know, you, you pigeonhole yourself. He keyholed himself into, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. If this doesn't work, yeah. I don't have a plan B. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a bad thought. If 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 he's if he doesn't have a plan B or can't adjust, and again, I I try to fall back. Again, Aqua and Orange Insights every Monday, seven o'clock. Definitely check us out. Hit the subscribe, smash that like button for us. Uh, it helps out with the channel and getting this out to to more Dolphins fans. But um, Alex, same question to you. You know what I'm saying who who gets the bigger slice of of, of this pie uh, from this loss against Kansas City. Hey, I agree with some of the things that Byron said, man. But I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean a little bit towards Tua on this one. Uh, I, I just think there were there, there were plays that were there to be made, and there were and there were throws that weren't made, and 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 and, and in the game against the defending champs, like I kept saying, I have podcast after podcast, dude. The teams get better, the margin of error gets slimmer. Right. Uh, you, you can make these mistakes against the Carolina Panthers and the Washington Commanders and the New York fucking Giants, but you can't make them against these teams. And Tua made some 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 poor decisions, some poor throws, um, you know, because let's you know, sometimes the play call is there. Sometimes it's not. But it's up to the quarterback too to find out, hey, is this shit? Of, is, is it there? or Is it not there? Right. Right. And there's some shit. There's some times where he forces some stuff and uh, and and and. Um, and I'm and I'm ups- and I get upset about it, you know. And maybe, and maybe I'm maybe I'm being a little too harsh on on uh, on Tua. There goes Teddy chiming in. It's on Coach did you, McDaniel. Did you want Tua to make adjustments at the line of scrimmage? Huh? Shouldn't he be did able you want to? Tua to make adjustments at the line of scrimmage? Shouldn't he be able to? I mean, he should be doing that. Now I don't know if it's a matter of it's only the second year in this offense. And again, Dolphin fans, remember our coach. This is his second year coaching. Yeah, he's some going to things. improve. This is to yeah. a second year in this offense, so they're going to get better and more comfortable. I would assume. I would believe. I would hope that they're going to get better. And and you know, say including Mike McDaniel with his play calling and Tua with. You know, that's one thing about Tua, and Jonathan mentioned this to me the other day because, you know, I try to be Mr. Positive, but like I tell him, I'm I'm a realistic optimist. You know what I'm saying? I'm optimistic, but I'm going to be real about it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, the goal was for Tua to stay healthy this year. He stayed healthy all 17 games. I, I'm happy that he was able to prove that he can play every, every game. So I'm going to, as far as the pie is concerned, I'm going to give more of the pie to on this loss to Tua because <clears throat> you were healthy, bro. Like you said, I know that there were a lot of injuries you had, around you. Had you. Multiple, you had multiple opportunities to get your team the lead, right, okay, right, to get right. to drive down the field and get your team the lead, all right? And right. and yes, maybe I, I'm I'm with you, Byron. I think I think some of the play calling duties should should go to should go to the OC. Mike McDaniel obviously should have mm-hmm. some input, right? But I think I, I think and that's and that's also been a concern that was brought up in the pe- press conference. One of the journalists mm-hmm. asked McDaniel that, right? And he says, "Hey, 
He says nothing is off the table, right? right. He's, he's learning too. He's learning as a head coach, right? right? Let's remember he was a run game coordinator at fucking San Francisco, okay? Right. And then mm -hmm. he came over and he took the head coaching job. I think yeah. he's done a phenomenal job, but I have to put – you have to put – if this is your franchise quarterback, if you're saying this is your franchise quarterback, then Tua needs to show up and do something right. in those games, okay? And he was not – he was non-existent. He was non-existent. Right. Hold on. Let me see. Let me share something from. Let me. Here's what I'm hold going on. to tell you. Go ahead. Who is your franchise quarterback? Can we give him the opportunity to be the franchise quarterback and not get a play call in where there's three seconds on the play clock? Can we have him take a look? Okay. At yeah. That's not. That's that's not on him. That's not on him. You're absolutely right. And and I'm by no means saying let's get rid of McDaniel's. No, no. He. You said he's young, but these are like he has to look at himself in the mirror. Absolutely. And he has to see these things and say, hey, we need – I don't need to grow from this. No, 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 no. These are things that need to be corrected. Right. There's growth in terms of, you know, play call versatility, all these things. These things is not growth. This is – this needs to be corrected. Right. I mean, that, that could just be the, the, you know, the word gymnastics that he's using to describe this specific, you know, part of, of the game because, I mean, he, he does need – this stuff does need to get to get corrected, especially the getting the plays called in on top like that. That cannot continue to be an issue. That's it's been two years of that, so that that needs to get better. They need to get more efficient yeah. as far as getting the plays in. Um, but you know, saying like, maybe the name uh, of the plays don't need to be so damn long. Remember that pre I mean, press conference that, that, where Tua was uh, was telling them the fucking play and shit, and it took him like eight right. seconds just to say the right. whole play. Look, right. let me let me let me share what Mike Ferguson said. This guy's a good follow, by the way. Mike W. Ferguson, he's a Seminoles. Uh, I guess he's an FSU alum, so I'll give him, uh, I'll, I'll give him that. But he's a Marlins fan. Uh, he's Bad a journalist. Start already. And a, huh? Not start already. FSU guy. <laughs> uh, but but this guy this guy knows what he's talking about. Mike Mike W. Ferguson, okay, go follow him on the X. This is what he said: Give to a credit for staying healthy this year, right? That was one of the questions he answered. He started every game, had a phenomenal season, and is Miami's best quarterback since Dan Marino, right? Although mm -hmm. he maybe maximizes it, we also have to acknowledge that his skill set has some pretty debilitating limitations. Yeah, and I'm I mean, gonna go it, ahead and agree with Mike on that, okay? There's there's some shit that you can't you Mike McDaniel was able to mask that at the beginning of the year. Right. He was able to hide some of that shit at the beginning of the year, and then it reared its ugly head when it mattered most at the end of the year, December and January football. And what was the result? Another disappointment, another first round exit. Yes, two playoff appearances back to back. That's great. But what have you done for me lately? That's the type of league that we're in. And I'm sorry. That's how fans react, bro. I'm mad because I've seen this shit since 89, okay? <laughs> since 89. And now, thanks to the Lions, and congratulations to the Lions and Dan Campbell. Although yes. I thought that the uh, I thought the Lions fans were shitty and booing Matt's, Matthew Stafford after all he's done for that organization in that city, but yeah. they were able to win a playoff game, and that mm -hmm. leaves us at the top of the list. The longest motherfucking drought since winning a playoff game. Yeah, that is not an honor that we definitely wanted to have, but shout out to Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions for handling yeah, their business good, good and winning a playoff game. I'm, I'm happy for them. I, I like that team that's, that's been put together there. All right, so you'll say we had we Byron Byron with Coach McDaniel getting the pie. Um, Alex has made it clear that he's more on tour. I agree more with Alex as far as – I mean, I think they both have a big chunk of the pie. Sure. I just think a little bit more goes on tour because you're the player out there on the field and – 
I hope maybe it's the third year of being comfortable in this offense where he'll have more control of the offense to be able to say, and and supposedly he's, you know, it's happened, you know, throughout the season this year and, and late last year where he was like, well, no, nah, I don't like that play. We're going to run this play. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's got to be that evolution of the playbook, you know what I'm saying, where Mike McDaniel is going to evolve to where there'll be counter punches to what the defense does against us. But if two is comfortable enough with the offense to where he can change the play depending on what you know what the front's doing against us or what whatever the defense is doing, there's got you know this there should be two plays. There should be one running play, one one passing play for each time they go out there, so that he has that option to switch it up. So is Tua not making that decision to you know nah, I'm not doing that screen. I'm just gonna we're gonna run this bitch right up the middle. Like is he not Does comfortable he enough to, to do that? Adjustment? That's what I'm saying. Does he have the ability? To do it, does he have the the permission, or you know, what I'm saying like, does McDaniel allow it? Does he have like the the confidence in his offensive line to make it happen too? You know, what I'm saying, regardless of what it is, it, we're not getting rid of Mike McDaniel. That's that's not what anybody here is saying. Yes, he needs right. to get better. You know, what I'm saying, I think we all agree on that. He needs to get better. The stuff he needs to get better at. Tua yeah. the same way. I, I'm I like Tua. You know what I'm saying? I think Tua is a good quarterback. He's not a top-tier elite quarterback. Does he have some top-tier great traits? Yes. Yes. He, he's the most accurate passer in the league. I don't think there's any doubt about that He's anymore. not going to take us to the mountaintop. Where do we want to be? Do we uh, want to win a playoff game or do we want to win a Super Bowl? Okay, I, I want to win a freaking Super Bowl. I want a Lombardi Trophy. I don't care about MVPs. Okay. I don't care about Player of the Year. I don't care about none of that shit. Pro Bowls. I don't care about none of that. Um, that that's a question that we could we could – uh, morph into that one now before we hit our, our three things that we need to 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 uh, address here. But has Tua hit his ceiling? I'll, I'll start with you, Alex, as you seem to already have your answer on that. Do you think Tua has hit his ceiling already? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm, I'm going to say yes. I think Tua has hit his ceiling. I think I think you you know how you know how much how, how many years you have to go back uh, in order for for. Uh, for for the quarterback passing yardage to be what what it was this year for Tua like 16 years bro you realize how many QB injuries happened this year okay so Tua won the passing title but had a Joe Burrow been healthy or had a Kirk Cousins played the whole year or uh, who else went down uh well I mean I, I hear you on that but he, he did stay healthy so you got to give him that I feel you that. yeah I don't know See, the healthy I mean, the health part's fine I don't have a question about his health anymore right. But 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 I think I think he's hit a ceiling. I really do. Yeah. I really do think he's hit a ceiling. I think in this in in today's game, it's important to be a mobile quarterback and to be able to do shit off script, right? Because there's a there's a bunch of badass athletes out there, a bunch of freaks like a fucking Joey Bosa, like Khalil Mack, like Micah Parsons. Those guys fuck shit up on a regular basis. You have to be able to do shit off script like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes doesn't do it very often, but when he does, he rambles for 24 fucking yards and gets a first down on a big third down play. I'm sorry. That's just, you have to be able to do that. And I don't see Tua doing that. I don't see it. If it, I want him to prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. We're going to have to pay the guy because there's no other option. Hold on. We'll get on that. We'll, we'll get on that. We'll get on but that. He's, he's, he's hit a ceiling. He's hit a ceiling. Byron, what, yep. what are your thoughts on, on Tua? I don't know if he's hit a ceiling, but he's in a position right now where he's too comfortable. Uh, I'll hit on that in terms of one of my keys. Um, there's no nipping at his heels. There's no 
urgency for growth. There's a comfort level. I'm the man. I've done this. And I feel that a reason for that is the Brian Flores years. You know, he was so broken and McDaniel's building him up. And I feel like he's being treated with kid gloves. Um, yeah, Mike he's White being, cu- he's being coddled too much. Right. He, Mike White's not going to push him. Skyler Thompson, I mean, we almost won a playoff game in Buffalo with him. I, Skyler I Thompson put up 31 points, bro. Skyler Thompson did last year. Right. That, that's my point. <laughs> fucking Tua gave us seven. Why, that, I don't see a reason why we have seven points. With that's my point. Do we – does he need someone to push him? But that's where I'm going to leave it so that I can – Give you all right. I I don't know that he's hit his ceiling yet because again, I know he's been in the league four years, but he's only been with Mike McDaniel two years. The first two, like he shouldn't have even played his rookie year, to be quite honest. So the first two years, I don't get rid of them, but at the same time, I take them with context so I understand what happened those first two years. These are his first two years with Mike McDaniel. He's gotten better each year. So that's what I'll give him credit for, like like Coach McDaniel mentioned in the press conference today. He's got he whatever they've asked him to improve on, he has improved on. He needed to stay healthy this year, all 17 games. He bulked up, he did the jujitsu, he did whatever he needed to do. Did that affect him in the pocket as far as getting rid of the ball a little earlier than he could have because he wanted to make sure he didn't take a hit? I don't know. That's something that we're gonna have to see evolve into the third year. He definitely needs to get better as far as his reads and stop forcing the ball bro you're saying is he he, he might be a little bit too bulky but at the same time i mean if that's what if if that's what he needs to to feel comfortable then i I mean again i don't know bro there's so many there's so many many roots and stuff like that that go into it uh what's what's going on dan you appreciate you, you checking us out um, there, I haven't so seen the guy. Players. I haven't seen him without a shirt on, bro. I don't know if he's got a six pack. I don't know if he's built like a brick shit house. I don't know. I've only seen an arm sleeve and some corn rolls. Okay, all right. that's that's all I've seen. Well, let's go ahead and get into our you know saying our top three things that the Dolphins must address this offseason. Byron, we'll we'll go with you. I don't know if you want to go three, two, one, um, or if we want to go one around. You know, saying and, and discuss it, or just give you a whole list and then we'll 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 pick it apart. Yeah. I'll go ahead and, and, and give you the three things that, that I have in no particular right. order. Um, I think McDaniel has to have significant growth in terms of being able to adjust. So that, that that's number one. Number two, I think that they need to bring in true competition to, for Tua. And I'm going to throw out a name. Alex mentioned it earlier. Kirk Cousins. Mm. That's just, you okay, know. You think they're going to pay that money, though, to bring Kirk down here, though? Kirk has been. Kirk is willing to take pay cut. I heard in Minnesota. However, if you ha- if you bring a guy, I'm not saying it has to be him. I'm just putting right. out a name. I, I, so he's, that, so he's not the guy. So he's not the guy in Minnesota. i everything I've heard is that they're drafting a quarterback. Everything yeah. I've heard. And I wouldn't he's a be free surprised. Agent, so you free agent you coming off of an Achilles of an Achilles injury. Yeah, right. Latter latter part of his career. Yeah, yeah. and. And number three, you have to, have to get people in here who can dominate in the trenches. And forget the defense, because Fangio, next man up, I mean, they were bringing guys, janitors, in the stadium to play, and and they did their job. But you need guys that get off the ball and go kill somebody on that offensive line. You need to prioritize this run game, because that's what's going to set up this 
sense. Play action, RPO, everything Mike McDaniel does is based on that trench, and you need to address that. So competition, staff development, and the trenches. Those are my three things. All right. Alex, what, what are your three three things, uh, your top three things that you think they got to address this offseason? Uh, I didn't have a list put together, bro. I could fucking give you like 10 things, okay? But <laughs> if, if, if we want to go with three, okay, um, I, I, I'm going to agree with Byron on the physicality. I think the Dolphins need to be more physical mm-hmm. because that's that's the type of football that wins games late in the year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have to be more physical. You have to win those battle in the trenches. I'm gonna I'm gonna tip my hat to Butch Berry. I think he did a phenomenal job, considering the circumstances this year for the offensive line. Okay, but the the lack of urgency that I saw from from Chris Greer this last offseason to address the offensive line was disur- disturbing. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was masked this year by Butch Berry's incredible coaching and ability to maximize what he had with the offensive line. Okay. Great. Let's remember Teron Armstead his, is, is a thoughtful guy. He was asked about retirement. That's something that he doesn't, he, I mean, he likes, he said he likes playing here and is, and is, and he's, and he's chasing a ring, right? He said those two things, mm-hmm. but let's remember every season Teron Armstead has missed. He's missed some time. Right. So we have to take that into consideration. Okay. Austin Jackson. I love the growth of Austin Jackson. Okay. I love where Austin Jackson is at. Um, but we're going to, we're going to need, we're going to need some help. Uh, Oh, by the way, Teddy, that was kind of X already <laughs> in the, in the press conference. Apparently, uh, Ted, Teddy's got his list. Teddy, Teddy's got special teams coordinator, which that's not on my in list, but it's, it's in my, it's on my sheet of top 10 things. Oh no. I think, I think they asked him about the strength and conditioning uh, team yeah, with yeah. Paluca and Lachance, And I think he X that uh, he just said, Oh, the injury bug just caught us this year. Moronga. No, but, uh, no. Uh, but yeah, so physicality is, is, is important. Um, so I think we need to, and that's going to be, that's going to be something that we're going to have to address in the draft because there's no, there's there. I mean, how many free agent uh, offensive linemen are out there that, that we're going to be able to, to pursue with the, with the limitations that we have. So that right. might have to be something that we address in the draft, right? We do have a right. first round pick. Everything tells me that Greer is going to either trade back or use that as, as a, and use that as capital or, or, or use that first round pick to maybe, uh, to maybe fill a hole elsewhere, uh, based on that press conference, man. Uh, that's that's what I saw. Yeah, I don't. I don't as, think as we're as keeping. It sit, as it sits right now, we're picking twenty fourth. I don't think. I don't think we're keeping that twenty fourth pick, but that's just me. Uh, yeah. Which sucks because I would love for McDaniel to have a first round pick, uh, and I'm sure Mike would like that as well. Um, but I don't think that's happening. So okay, physicality. Um, <laughs> number two. Uh, yeah, I mean, growth, growth from McDaniel. I think I would agree with Byron on that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then number three, uh, don't give to an extension, <laughs> but, but I, but I think, I think that's going to happen. Um, I think, I think, wow, I think the top three I, I things this kid said, don't give to an extension. <laughs> no, that man. That was, that was funny. That was good. Sorry, I think you make man, him play I, out. I think you make him play out his fifth year option and see how see how it goes. I mean, Lamar but Jackson. I don't think. I don't think the, 
Right. I don't think I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they're gonna do that because it might end up costing them more money in the long run. Well, what? Then you pay for that money in the long run. I I, I can't give yeah. him. All right, all right. Well, before we get into that, you're saying so. I think we're all pretty much on the same page because my top thing was we either need a true center or we need to 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 draft a, a, an, a an offensive guard or something like that. We need help up the middle in this offensive line. Like you guys mentioned, we need more powerful guys, even if they're more run blockers than they are pass blockers. I think they could develop a little bit as far as the pass blocking, but we need guys that are maulers up front. Uh, so 100%. the offensive line. Definitely needs work, especially um, in in the in the in the inside in the interior of the offensive line. Whether it be resign, uh, getting us uh, drafting a center, you know, whatever money you do have, pinch those pennies together to get the best available center or guard that's available in free agency. If you have to go that way, I don't care. I mean, I think they resigned Robert Hunt, um, which hey, is cool. Zach, Zach Martin is the name that's been thrown out there. That's a possibility. That's a potential I mean, target. That's a potential target. I, I would have I would to do some more, but, but I, we cannot go into the season with Liam Eikenberg and uh, Connor Williams coming off of that injury. Now I know I, I'm good with them resigning Connor Williams because it's probably not going to cost much coming off of that injury. Kind of approve it type deal. But do you want to go into the season with him and Liam Eikenberg as your only centers? I, I don't feel comfortable with that. You're know saying so draft the no. center. You're know saying again, I, I'm with you as far as the, the draft pick. Maybe they trade back a few spots and pick up an extra second round pick or something like that so that you can. We're, we're going to need some inexpensive talent. But you're know saying so. My, my, my number one again was O line help. My number two thing is we need a dual threat tight end to, to add to, to Tyreek and Waddle. You know what I'm saying? We need uh, Laporte, Sam Laporte, or Luke Musgrove, the Ferguson kid from Dallas. Like, that's the last piece we that need. That Ferguson kid out of hell of the game, dude. Right. We need a, a, a tight end that can actually block, but is more explosive and better hands than Durham Smythe. Like, we need somebody that could be a true number one, and Durham Smythe could be a number two. You know what I'm saying? Mike Isecki, if he could block at all, he would have been perfect for that. But he's too soft. He can't block. So they knew every time he was on the field, okay, they're going to throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? But so do you think if it's we can... a personnel thing or a offensive scheme thing? No, I well, I think I think the personnel will help the scheme. You know, it goes back to McDaniel was a run game coordinator. I think if McDaniel has those horses up front in that offensive line and he knows we can impose our will on this other team, <laughs> then he's gonna run the ball more and then do more play action, RPO, pistol stuff, so that they can kind of they need Let to me... I let me ask you. Let me ask you this, man. But I think you know, they because... do need to run the ball. That needs to be a priority. That that we are run the ball first team, and then we happen to have Tyreek and Waddle and all these other pieces out there as well. But we need to be a physical run first team, and then we play off of that. That I think will help too as well. If we sure. if they know first and foremost they need to stop our running game because we're going to try to run it down your throat. Then I think it'll take some pressure off of two and it'll help two out as well. So I think the offensive line, a, a tight end, a dual threat tight end could help with that too. Cause if he's a good blocker, then they, you know what I'm saying? He could help with the play action and down the middle of the field and helping us out that way. And then I'm with both of you on the continued growth of Tua and Mike McDaniel. I think that they both have to, need, to have to get better. Um, I think they will get better, whether it's tinkering with the offensive scheme, like I said, personnel, stuff like that. So I think it's a combination of all those things. Um, so that, I mean, we, we all pretty much agreed on those things, but those are my three top things is O-line interior O-line specifically help like run mm -hmm. mauler type guys, 
a nice dual threat tight end that can actually threaten the center of the field, but can actually be on the field to block so that you, they don't know when we're passing the ball, like a Mike, you know, like they did with Mike Isecki. And then, like I said, continue growth from from Tua and um and Mike McDaniel, which I I'm more confident in Mike McDaniel growing than I am about Tua. Uh, so we we'll, we can go around the table. We know how Alex feels about the the not giving him a, a contract. What do you think they should do as far as his contract situation going into his fifth year, Byron? Listen, if you're going to sign him, you have long term. There's no better time than the present because his value took a tremendous hit. But if it's not going to be team friendly, then there's no what, what's what's team him. friendly? What's team friendly? What are you talking? Well, there's it's the nothing NFL. nothing north of forty. It's not even the number. Make sure that you leave enough space to put pieces around him. How you structure right. that contract. Making right. sure that you give yourself outs after certain years as a, as a team. If you're going to sign him to a five-year deal, make sure you have an out for two, three, and four. You know, right. make sure that right. cutting him isn't going to Kyler Murray. Right. Do you know how much it costs Kyler Murray to cut him if they wanted to? It's going to cost him $98 million against the cap. The cap's like 140 Right, that's crazy. Kyler Murray is uncuttable. Right. So how you structure that contract? has a lot to do with it. Hey, I'm going to tell you what the Dolphins need to do if they intend to 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 keep rolling with Tua. Okay? They're going to have to do something like the fucking 2000 Ravens did with Trent Dilfer. Okay? Oh, damn, that's, bro. Okay? Now you calling him Trent Dilfer. <laughs> no, that's what they're going to they're going to have to mirror something like that. If they if they if they want to continue with Tua under center, they're going to have to do something like the fucking Ravens did with Trent Dilfer when they won the Super Bowl that year. Okay? <laughs> so, I'm just going to throw that out there. That's what they got to do. Let's go let's let's go through some free Right, we have to have an all-time defense and have exactly. one of those, uh, top 2 well, or 3 running games. They don't grow on Right. Trees, they don't yeah, they don't they yeah. don't yeah. Okay. I, look at, look, I, think he, I think I think he's a little better than that. Um, I don't think we need to have like an all time. Okay. Show show me show me show me how much better he is. I'll see it next year. Let's see. Let's go through the list of free agents. All right, unrestricted free agents. So uh, Savan Ahmed, Eli Apple, Jake Bailey. Okay, so Carajo. Bailey's terrible. Uh, yeah, Jerome Baker. Braxton Berrios, Justin Bethel, a big special teams contributor and cornerback depth. We're going to need that guy. Elijah Campbell, another guy that's come up big. Chase Claypool, River Craycraft, Raquan Davis, Deshaun Elliott, Jonathan Harrison, and Robert Hunt. Uh, Brandon Jones, Tyler Croft, Kendall Lamb, Calvin Munson, AVG, Christian Wilkins, Connor Williams, Cedric Wilson, Isaiah Wynn. And the only restricted free agent we have is Robert Jones. All right. Some of the issues we talked about it earlier, 40 mil over the cap, some potential targets. If we're able to do some cap gymnastics. Okay. Zach Martin was the name that was thrown out there. CJ Gardner Johnson. I just heard was thrown out there recently. Kyle Duggar. Okay. We like to get shit from the Patriots. Kyle Duggar. I'm, so, I'm mad that we got rid of Kyle Van Noy when we had him on our roster. That guy's been huge. Kyle Duggar is a safety for, for the, for New England. It's been thrown out there. Micah Hyde. Okay. Yannick Ngaku. Uh, a guy that was a, that was a, that was uh, uh, that can that can really wreak some havoc the in the backfield. Right? Yeah, 
Yeah, you got Carlton Davis too, Danico Autry, and Justin Jones. Those are some names that have been thrown out there, right? Because we're gonna we're not gonna be big shoppers. Doesn't look like we're gonna be big shoppers in the free agent market. So we're gonna have to get creative. We're gonna well, have to see how fucking good on. Chris Greer is. Yeah, the, you, there's gonna be a big emphasis on this on this front office this offseason, man. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to work some wonders here, and whatever pennies we do have, like they're gonna have to they're gonna have to hit on their free agent. And the other thing is the draft too. We can't go another year. Where the first pick in our draft doesn't doesn't see the field, you know what I'm saying? Channing Tindall two years ago, last year, yeah. you're saying with, with, with Smith, and I was excited about Smith, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I saw him a little bit. Guess who saying? was drafted under after after Channing Tindall? Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Uh, scratch that. Scratch <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't. I don't even want to get into it. All right. There's. I like Cam Smith, but my my question. Hold on, Byron. My question is. You're going to Vic Fangio, who runs zone. Why are you drafting a press man corner? I think That's... he was drafted before, no? No, I want to say Vic Fangio like was part of it. When they drafted... Yeah, yeah. He said he had to have okay. signed out. You know what I'm saying? Because why would you draft a kid if if he's never going to play him because he don't fit his system? So that was a little weird to me. You know what I'm saying? The Channing Tindall one, third round. You were hoping that this that that his physical ability. You know, that he would get it between the head between the ears and be able to play. He just can't. Um, I think well, Cam like, Smith will tall. develop. I think Cam Smith will be on the field next year, as some you know said, and I think he will contribute to what degree. I don't know. But again, like we can't have another draft like that. A Chan, big time hit, love him. You gotta pair him with a nice another number one, you know, what I'm saying a bigger, more physical back. I know a lot of us like like Chris Brooks. But I think you need yes. a, a better, why bigger he, back. Why didn't he see more carries? I, I don't know. The, or the either, limited Jeff action Wilson he did stop. Jeff Wilson, right. That's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of questions. But, again, I, I, I'm i going to say it was more offensive line kind of influenced Mike McDaniel to call the way he did. Um, but we'll find out this offseason. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot of questions that hopefully we get answered uh, this offseason. But go ahead, uh, Byron. You, you were making a point before I threw that in there. Yeah. So – we're 40 over the cap at the moment. However, it is my understanding that if you cut four guys, you can go 40 million under the cap. The problem is, and I and I, <clears throat> I think it's why Alex mentioned one of those names, CJ Gardner-Johnson. The reason why is because, and he was asked about it, Xavier Howard, he's going to be a casualty. Oh, yeah. he's, going, yeah. he, he's too expensive Right. And just not, yeah. and he doesn't, and he doesn't want to stay here, right? He was asking one of the reporters if his boss would ask him for a pay cut if he'd accept it. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to be here, man. He has, nah, he, he wants, he, he's, he's all about getting his money or whatever. So he ain't, he ain't gonna take a penny less. So stay he on the ain't... fucking field and do something. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, get his ass out of here. I'm done with X. Hey, okay. thank you for your services. Vete pa carajo, ya. <laughs> Go ahead, Barker. <laughs> I love no, it, Alex. I, I love it, bro. It's his, and what hurts the most is that X fits the system. He's a zone kind of hybrid where you know if you need him to man up, he can. But he's a zone guy. If you manipulate the cap, we can go out and get some of these names that Alex was talking about. So to me, that's not going to be the issue. To me. It's value going out yeah, and yeah. getting players who outperform their contracts. 
if we have to see them out the door the next year, you know what? Thank you for your service. We'll go back to the shopping bin. But right. I mean, there, there, there were there were a couple this year. David Long Jr., you know what I'm saying, came in and, and did a good job. Deshaun Elliott, I thought, did a good job for the price. For the Excellent. I mean, because they, they didn't make much money. Both of those guys didn't make much money. And I think they both played uh they exceeded their contracts, in my opinion, uh, to the point where I wouldn't mind both of them being back. Apparently, Deshaun Elliott, uh, with the communication, especially we don't know, you know, say hopefully Javon Holland is healthy uh coming into next season or whatever, but they, they were a good a good duo when they were out there together, healthy, uh, playing at the same time. Yeah, but David that, Long. One of David Long's questions coming right. from Tennessee was whether he could, you know, uh, avoid those soft tissue injuries yeah. and stay and, on the and field. He did. And he was able to do just that. So I'll give right. our strength and conditioning coaches that. Right. right? Listen, um, he's great against the run, but he can't cover for shit. Well, but that's that's where you. Well, that's, that's what we got him for. Right. That's we got him to help with right. the run. We got him to help with right. the run, and he did. We didn't so, get him to cover. I, no, that, I that's one thing. Late in the season. He was put in situations that didn't maximize his skill set. No, no, it's just due to injury. What what are you going to do? You 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 have to do. Hell, we had to put Melvin Melvin Ingram in coverage, bro. Right, we had to drop him. His ass wouldn't be on national TV. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. So that I mean, that's. Again, there's a lot of things that, that the Dolphins are going to have to address this offseason, and we'll 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 be coming to you know at you guys uh, every Monday seven o'clock again. We'll we'll be we'll be covering the offseason. We'll talk, you know, free agency draft and all that stuff. In due time, we'll have plenty of shows uh, where we'll get into more detail, more specifics as far as you know what we are looking at as far as the available free agents, unrestricted free agents. What are we going to do with with our own players? Because I, I think there's going to be I think there's going to be quite a few changes on the defensive side of the ball. Like I think Fangio is going to want players that are going to completely fit his scheme. So I like Christian Wilkins props to him for betting on himself. And he did the one thing that they were complaining about was the lack of sacks. Uh, he put up the sack numbers this year. Um, but do we give him, cause he wants top defensive tackle money. Do we give him that money? Uh, they're going to have to talk he's to Tyree. Not, he's not Quinn and Williams. No, but the the yeah, right. And regardless of however many sacks he had, and he did have a good year, but again, yeah. um, I mean, where 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 was he? You know, where were they Saturday? But anyway, because him and him and Sealer were both there, and Raekwon, who oh my god, I that had so penalty much. He had. That's not the first time, bro. He he did that. Yeah. He did that against the Eagles. Wilkins does that shit a lot. And he loves he loves to shove the guy at the end of the play. Sometimes yeah, he gets away with it. Sometimes he doesn't. That right. time he did it, and that was huge because that was a third down stop. We right. were about to get off the field, and right. we were still, if I'm not mistaken, within a score or maybe 10 yes. or whatever, however much it was. That was stupid. They missed an egregious fucking hold on Justin Houston. Let's not get into that. On right. that same play, they literally looked at Justin Houston right. being held. They were like, oh, we'll right. throw the flag on Wilkins. Right. <laughs> but, yes, let's. Uh, well, that's another topic for another day. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. But yeah, there there were a lot of things that um that didn't go well for us. But that you know again the, the Christian Wilkins thing, like that's 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 just um that's just undisciplined play right there, man. You can't do stuff like that in the playoffs at crunch time in crucial games. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't I think he may actually be a casualty. I know they would love to to bring him back, but again, do you give him twenty five, twenty seven million dollars a year? 
Um, they're already going to have to talk to Tyreek. They're going to have to talk to Jalen Ramsey to, to kind of restructure their deals to kind of give them a little cap relief. You mentioned yeah. that there's probably a few guys, X and a couple other guys that they can kind of move on from and kind of help with the – so I'm not stressing the cap that much because there's ways that they can finagle it and work the stuff out or whatever. Uh, so I'm not stressing that as much. My thing is just – but that's a lot of guys that we have to lock up though that are super important. Yeah. How many names did I rattle off there that were like shit? I hope we have them back. A lot, a lot. There's a lot. There's gonna be about 30% of our team is gonna be different than it was uh this season. But yeah, maybe even closer to 40. Maybe even, right. Uh, but there's a there's a core group that's there. Um, like I said, some of those contracts are gonna have to be reworked just to kind of give us some some uh salary cap space. But my thing is that you you have to like, 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 like Byron said. You have to make sure that you know the whoever you sign a free agency that those those are hits. Those are productive players. Whoever you draft in this draft have to be contributors to the football team. Yes. They can't just be they can't just be camp bodies. They have to and be guys that play special first, teams. First day starters. Yes, yes, especially our first three picks. Like those three guys need to play. What, and if you, and if, you drop, if you we we have six picks. We got a one, a two, no three. Because of mm-hmm. our freaking owner, a four, mm-hmm. I think we got a five. We don't have a six because we gave that up for Claypool. And, and then two a sevens, seven. Right? And two so we might have two sevens. So if you take if you take the 24th pick, drop back five or six slots, you pick up an extra second round pick. I'm cool with that. That first and those two seconds, they, mm-hmm. they need to contribute and be ballers for us next year. So that's yeah. where the, the resources need to be used properly, like like Byron mentioned. Um, and we need to hit on some of that stuff there, man. Hey, so we have to we also have to think uh we may have to think about running Mostert at this age at this stage in his career, give us another season like he did. That is a career year for Raheem Mostert, a guy that has been battling with injuries himself, right? Hey, it's the healthiest he's been, but can we get that production again? That's I why know. I was so upset that this season ended the way it ended, because we wasted seasons from Raheem Mostert, Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle, Devon A. Chan, and Tua Tangovailoa. Right. Yes, Tua didn't give a shit the last five weeks of the year, but yes. <laughs> wasted, wasted, wasted. We have to, we have to think about that too. Raheem Mostert's going uh, going into a uh, year. Be what's it? I think he's gonna be 32. thirty-two. Uh-huh. Thirty-two years old. Can, can I throw out something for you? Yeah. Looters in a riot. All Who? of that to me, looters in a riot. All of oh. that empty stats because. The the big boys, where were they? I don't care right. that Tua won the passing title. Did he? That's get what I said. I just boys? said that, but I'm no. telling you, it's a wasted That's, season. Right? Well, why is yeah, it wasted? I, I, they they flaunted against the bad teams. Okay, so what? You're a bully. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is these are historical seasons that not everybody can produce every year. Right. You know, right. Ty- Tyree Kill may not be able to give you 1,800 yards next year. I mean, oh, I hope yeah, he gives us 2,100. Huh? <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's all fluff. <laughs> all right, we, well, we 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 can we can agree to disagree on on the on the how much importance you you put on regular season numbers and stuff like that. Like I said, it, it was nice. Uh, one thing I will say, Dolphin fans, like it, it was a fun season. Uh, it didn't end yeah. the way we wanted it to end, but you know, what I'm saying that's why the whole fire Mike McDaniel and stuff like that. It's like, bro, we we haven't had this type of an offense in twenty plus years, bro. Like we used to struggle. It was a struggle to score fourteen and seventeen points every game. So you know, I'm saying, yeah, we struggled, and I I have my notes here, which I didn't even get a chance to get into, but we scored fifteen points in the second half of the last four games. 
That is pure dog shit right there. That is we not making an adjustment. And that, down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got shut out the last week of the season, and we got shut out in the second half of the playoff game. We scored one touchdown and missed the, the two-point conversion against Baltimore. We scored nine points against Dallas, all field goals. And we mm-hmm. scored six points in the second half against the Jets when we beat them 30-0 with two field goals. So we didn't score yeah. any double-digit points in the second half since Tennessee when we scored 20 and we lost. So Johnny, how many red was, zone opportunities did we have against that, Kansas City? That was the beginning of the end, by the way. I, I, don't, I don't even game. remember. I don't even think there was that many because, I mean, we had zero. <laughs> Look at that. That says it all right there. Zero red zone opportunities in a playoff game. That is beyond play calling, though, in my opinion. That's where I agree with Alex. That's where if you got a dude, you know what I'm saying, he makes a couple plays to where you get closer to that red zone, at least get it to the red zone one fucking time. You know what I'm saying? Coño, puñeta. Shit, I did not realize that it was zero times. You threw in the puñeta, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay, see? We made it to the playoffs at least. Yeah, okay, that's Teddy, cool. Teddy, we that's, can't have that mentality, Teddy. That's, that's, that's we can't have that mentality. Trophy. That's, a, that's a participation trophy. I'm, yeah. I'm not good with that anymore. And, I, and again, I'm not trying to be act like a spoiled Dolphin fan because we have no right to be acting spoiled because we no. haven't had very nice things in the last 20 years. We can't have and, nice things. Right. It's, it's nice that we had back-to-back playoff seasons. I like the fact that we improved from nine games to 11 wins, but we need to we progress get that past that. Right. We have to get off that list. And I think it's going to be more of a not just the roster. I think the whole scheme like has to be kind of tweaked a little bit. Like I said, Mike McDaniel, if like th- that first round pick that he's been craving, he probably wants a fucking stud offensive lineman. He wants a dude that he knows, OK, I can run behind this kid whenever I need that freaking yard. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens. They got some stuff to tweak uh, before we get up out of here. Byron, let the people know where, where they can find you at, bro. At Paramount Pete on X. Yeah. And you can find him here on Monday nights, 7 yes. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's talk Miami Dolphins Cojone. X, yes. me too. Okay. <laughs> TX underscore TSB. Uh, guys, I'm going to try to work on getting um, uh, getting some some more guests on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I was, uh, was going to get one of my journalist buddies uh on the show tonight but he had a family conflict and family always comes first we know we, we we know that and we appreciate that and we love that here at lts uh but yeah find me on x tx underscore tsb that's me there you go for them uh you can find me at the yankee fin all over any kind of social media you can find me all over let's talk sports here and like alex mentioned we will be back every monday you know say so we'll have the different topics we're going to ha- try to have a, a couple different guests here uh, as often as we can to kind of help you get through this off season. We all going to get through this together. Um, I'm expecting a good productive off season from this team. Um, like I said, two has improved every year. So let's see him take another step. McDaniel's getting more experience. No I mean, he's learning on the job. That's what people need to remember. Mike McDaniel is learning on the job. So I expect him to get better. And I think if the front office, it all has to coincide together, front office, coach, quarterback. So I, we might, I, we I'm worried about the quarterback. My biggest worry is the quarterback. You know, saying to be completely honest, I like my coach, and I think the front office has done a fairly good job. But they all need to come together, and we need to have a, a, a really good off season so that we can, you know, saying have ourselves a, a much better 2024. Um, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for checking us out again. Aqua Orange Insights. Let's talk Miami Dolphins every Monday night, seven Eastern, uh, six Central time. For Byron and Alex. I am Johnny Cruz. Thanks for checking us out. Until next time, sports fans, thanks for watching. Peace.